Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. We would like to welcome you to the Build Your Success Podcast today. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We appreciate you for listening. We like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our coaching, training, and speaking events, but we also do that through special guests we bring to the show. I'm excited for part two with Burt Thornton. If you haven't listened to part one, you need to go back and listen to that. We talked about the Waffle House Index related to storm response, and Waffle House does an amazing job with that. But if you haven't listened to that, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Burt again. Burt is a U.S. Army veteran. He's an author. He's the former president and chief operating officer of Waffle House. Burt worked his way up through the ranks, beginning as a manager trainee, became vice president. And then as the president and COO, Burt felt his number one priority was the development of quality leaders and leadership skills within the Waffle House management team. And so we've already asked him our signature question about what does leadership mean to you? And you can listen to that on the previous episode. But now we're going to really dive into his newest thing about high impact mentoring and what it means to be a, a mentor. So welcome back, Bert. We're, we're thankful to have you on the podcast. Oh, thanks, Ryan. It's great to be with you. So let's talk about your book. I got a, a chance to read some of the uh, transcripts and uh, it's just an amazing book. I myself have been mentored and I, I mentor others. So I, I understand the importance of mentorship and love it. So, so what is when do you see the potential in and, and inspire others? Why is that important to you? When I go around the country and talk to people, the number one question I'm asked is, Bert, is there a silver bullet to success? And it turns out there is. And here it is. If you want to be successful, hang around successful people. Who you hang around at every stage in your life determines where you end up in life. You want to be rich? Who do you hang around? Rich people. You want to be respectable? Hang around respectable people. So the silver bullet is hang around the right people. But there's a bigger, better, faster, stronger bullet, and it's the gold bullet. And here it is, critical to your success. While you're hanging around the right people, find a great mentor. You and I know a lot of successful people, Brian, but I don't know a single one, not one, zip, zero, not a one that does not now have or has never had a mentor. A mentor is someone who will guide you through the social, political, cultural, sometimes spiritual aspects of your life and business. I, I tell young people, a mentor, a great mentor is essential to your success. And, and, they, and they say, okay, thank you for that, Bert. Um, how do I find a great mentor? It's a great question. And here's what I tell them. A great, first thing you need to know is what a great mentor looks like. A great mentor, your great mentor will have four key attributes. The first one is your great mentor will have a sincere interest in you and your personal success. Second, your great mentor will have a demonstrated, a demonstrated track record of success. I mean, if not, why in the world would you listen to them? Three, your great mentor will have knowledge or expertise in your particular area of interest. And four, peer respect. 
peer respect. Here's a tip. The greater the peer respect for your mentor, the greater your chances of success. Let me repeat that. The greater the respect by his or her peers for your mentor, the greater your chances of success. With regard to great mentors, uh, peer respect seems to be the ultimate litmus test. So I tell them that and they, they say, well, okay, well, yeah, thanks again for that, Bert. Um, I, now I know what a great mentor looks like. I think I've found mine. What do I do next? How do I engage? And the answer, of course, is you simply walk up and ask. You, you say something like, Brian, I've been working on some things and I've got some ideas and you seem to be the expert in this field. This seems to be your wheelhouse. I wonder if we could have a cup of coffee and just talk for a minute. The answer will always be yes, because great mentors are always on the lookout for emerging talent. And you don't need to have an invitation to the mentoring party. Um, as I said, great mentors are always on the lookout. I ran into a young woman at Publix about two weeks ago who obviously has it all. She's going to be great wherever she goes. And I gave her a business card and a copy of Find an Old Gorilla and asked her to take a look at it. I asked her, if she first of all, do you read? Oh, yeah, I read every day. So that's great. Reading is learning. Learning is growing. If you're not growing, you're falling behind. And she uh, actually did. She read the book. She gave me a call. And we have talked uh, at least once since then in the last couple of weeks. I appreciate that, Bert, helping others and thinking and recognizing that potential in others. In fact, you sent me that book, and it's an exciting book to read. It's great to understand about modeling is what I really took away from that and the mentorship involved with that. And, and I like you just ask, you know, sometimes people are scared to ask, you know, I started this podcast because of a mentor. And in fact, he mentored me for free. He told me, listen, I'll mentor you as long as I see you moving forward. So he told me how to start a podcast. The next thing he told me how to do was write a book. Hey, I barely graduated high school and English was my worst subject. Thankfully, there's proofreaders and editors and people to help you through those those things. So just having a good mentor, that, that guy's name is Max Story, Blue Collar Leadership. I've been on his podcast. He's been on mine. But just when you find someone that will help you in life, latch a hole and then show them that their time was valuable to you. You know, and again, you and I uh, talked a little earlier. We, we agree on so many things. And I mentioned to you that that my happiest friends are not the ones that, that uh, play the most golf or take the most cruises. They're the ones that lead a life of gratitude for what they have. And, and they're willing to give back to other people to grab them um, and, and pull them up and give them whatever they need to become as successful, not as they want to be, but as they deserve to be. And that ergo your uh, your mentors, I'll, I'll stick with you as long as you're worth it. <laughs> Well, yeah. if they're going to invest time in you, the time's the most precious commodity we have. And if they're going to invest that in you, they want to see some results from it. So they're going to have to do that. I had a rather, um, I had a Waffle House manager come up to me one time and say, um, when is somebody going to start developing me? And I said, uh, well, we're going to do that right now. Uh, I'd like a copy of it later, but for the time being, uh, why don't you give me an idea of your personal self-development plan? And I got that deer in the headlights look. And I said, you don't have one, do you? He said, no, sir, I don't. I said, how can you expect other people to invest time in you when you're not willing to invest time in yourself? 
so we worked together on his strengths and weaknesses in his uh, in his self development plan, and turned he turned out to be a senior leader in the Waffle House system years later. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. That is a, an awesome story, an example of mentorship. I'm curious, Bert, do you have someone that you recognize as your mentor early on? And you may not be able to name them if they, they want to remain anonymous, but maybe you can name them. I'm not sure. I, know I, had, the, I had the same ones you did. Early on, uh, our mentors are people that are older than we are. We think that because somebody's older, they, they, <laughs> they have more information than we do. Uh, which may or may not be true, but we think because they're older, they're right, which is may or may not be true. Uh, and then like, and I played a lot of football. I uh, went to Georgia Tech on a, on a football scholarship, played for Bobby Dodd back when the earth was still cooling. And uh, so my early mentors were coaches. And then, of course, I was in the Army and you have senior leaders, the ones that you like and respect um, end up being your mentors. So that that's where mentors come from. It's again, it's, it's all about uh, respect, your respect for them, their peer respect and their sincere interest in making you better. I love this idea about peer respect and it'll, it'll transition well into what I wrote down to ask you about in the book, you wrote one of the five critical fundamental, uh, fundamental concepts is reward follows performance. You know, in a world that tries to uh, give people trophy, participation in trophies and those type of things, I think this is really relevant. I think some people need to understand you're going to get rewarded after you, you make something happen. Right. I tell people that for me, a successful life is about adding value and where better to add value than another person's life. But you can't expect any reward until you add value. I, I, um, I always use the example of the guy who sits in the cold uh, living room in the dead of winter, looks at his fireplace and says, give me some heat and I'll go get you some wood. Uh, he doesn't understand it. If you want heat, you got to go outside. You got to find a tree. You got to chop it down. You got to cut it up. You got to drag it in. You got to get the fire started. And if you do all that right, then you get a little heat. Reward rarely precedes performance. It follows performance. And here's another thing people need to understand. It doesn't follow on the same day. We have a lot of folks out there who get frustrated when they, when they don't see cause and effect, reward and performance on the same, in the same time frame. You and I both know that when reward follows performance, it's very rarely immediate. Sometimes it takes, takes days, weeks, or even years. And that's okay. That's just the way it works. But you got to hang in there and keep creating value, keep adding value, and the reward will come. 
I love the fact you mentioned it doesn't happen overnight or in a day. In fact, you and I had a conversation about investing in our previous podcast. And my mom taught me, she's one of my great mentors and uh, I love her and everything she's done for me. But one thing she taught me, she said, Brian, every time you get a raise, give your 401k a raise. And so I habitually did that and invested for 25 years and, and going to continue to invest. And it's amazing to me what those small weekly amounts has has become through through uh, investing and then also through the gains that happen, you know, through through investing right. in the right stuff. So and, yeah, and that's how wonderful that, things. And how wonderful that your mom told you that. See, some of these things are not intuitive. Um, you you think they are, you and I think they are because we've lived them forever. But this is this is uh, do you know what a BFO is? I don't. That's a term that I use. A BFO is a blinding flash of the obvious. Wow. Okay, you know, give your give your uh, give your savings account a raise, give your IRA a raise. Wow. But now that you know it's the most obvious thing in the world for a person to do. I'll tell you a little mentoring story. Um, you asked me about a successful mentoring situation <clears throat> and this stuff that you think is intuitive, but it's really not. It's a little peek behind the Waffle House curtain. It's a story about a guy by the name of Dave Rickle. Um, I first met Dave when he was a young Waffle House manager in Atlanta. He had the Waffle House right off Northside Drive, uh, close to the Georgia Tech campus in Midtown Atlanta. I had heard about Dave for some time, bright young guy, Premium University, Cornell graduate, lacrosse player, ex-athlete, great core values, great people skills. So I went to, I knew I had to meet him. So I went to his restaurant um, early one evening when I knew he'd be working the supper shift. And uh, I pulled in the parking lot, walked in the restaurant. Dave was right where he was supposed to be, behind the counter, taking care of business. He rushed out to shake my hand and meet me. And we talked for a few minutes there. And then we got behind the counter and did what Waffle House people do for you and everyone else all day long. We cooked, we cleaned, we washed dishes, we bus table, did whatever we need to do. And then I took Dave in the back um, to get to know him a little better. And that's when he asked me the question that would change his life and his career forever. He said, Bert, how do I get promoted? I said, it's simple, Dave. You make yourself the obvious choice. You make yourself the obvious choice. He said, great, how do I do that? So what ensued then and over the next 15 or so years was a conversation, a series of conversations, mentoring conversations about what it takes to succeed in life and business. Brian, I ran into Dave about five weeks ago at the Waffle House corporate office in Atlanta. And I asked, I asked Dave the question I'm fond of asking people I raised in the business but haven't seen for a while, I said, I said, Dave, what have you learned since I saw you last? He said, Bert, I learned you were right. I said, great answer, Dave. Right about what? He said, you remember the first night we met? I told him I remember it well. He said, you looked me in the eye and you said, Dave, you can succeed if you care, if you try, if you learn, if you stay. You can succeed if you care, if you try, if you learn, if you stay. Dave said, you told me, Dave, you got to care. If you don't care, nothing else matters. But caring alone is not enough. Caring will get you into the starting gate, but you've got to try hard to get out on the track 
and, and, and beat the competition. And you told me I had to learn something every day. I had to read something every day, and I have. And you told me I had to stay. You said, Dave, there'll be 100 reasons every week for you to do something different, but you need to stay and bloom where you're planted. So Dave did stay. Today, and Dave's done well, by the way. Today, Dave is one of three operational executive vice presidents that run over 2,000 Waffle Houses in 25 states. Um, on Dave's uh, P&L, his top line on his P&L, his organization's annual revenue is in excess of $1 billion with a B dollars. And on any given day, Dave has between 30 and 35,000 people working for him. So I tell people Dave's done well, but he hadn't, hadn't done any better than, than we can do if we care, if we try, if we learn, if we stay. You got to care the most. You got to try the hardest. You got to learn something every day. If your company or your job is growing faster than you are, you're falling behind and you got to stay. All your life, people will try to convince you the grass is greener on the other side of the fence. But here's what you need to know. Everybody's grass has dirt on the bottom. You just got to be standing close enough to see it. That's the power of positive, worthwhile, great mentoring. That is a great example of Dave and how well he's done with just a little bit of guidance and, 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 and committing to that. You talked about making yourself the obvious choice. It reminded me, uh, I became a construction mentor for the ACE Mentor Program and got invited to be a judge at the Skills USA competitions, national competition. All these people come together and do all kind of different skills. But I was a, a judge for the carpentry uh, uh, competition. And when I asked one of the other judges, I was like, man, there's 40 of these students. How in the world are we going to decide which one of them is the winner? You know, how, he said, listen, they will self-eliminate going forward. Right. And, and and I remember it very vividly. I'm watching all these things. One of them is just really standing out. I'm watching him. And, and about 10 minutes before the time was up, he folds up his draw and sits down. He's done. And not another student was done. And when we inspected, there was only about four that really needed inspecting to determine who the winners were. Right. And when we were inspected his, every bolt was in the right place. The siding was in the right place. <laughs> he had done it per the drawing and he just was the, he stood out. It was, it was an it obvious, was obvious choice. choice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate that and understand that. And but I'm mentoring, that. mentoring is, is, is such a critical thing. Again, we think, <clears throat> we think these success tactics uh, and by the way, in find an old gorilla, there's a whole chapter on, uh, what I call success tactics, the, the 10 basic laws of success are what I think they are. Uh, we think they're intu intuitive at this age and stage, but they are things that we absolutely need to uh, advise and inspire in, in upping, up and coming people. Uh, and that's frankly, that's why I wrote both books. Um, Find an Old Gorilla was my first effort. It's only, I think, 70 six pages long. A buddy of mine said, why don't you make it longer? I said, Dan, be honest with you, that's really all I had to say. Um, but it has been, it's actually in its second printing now. And um, 
It's been called the Rising High Achievers Guide to What to Do Next, the Emerging Leaders Handbook. The publicist for the second book called it self-mentoring in a box because it was aimed at the mentee. And not unlike fine and uh, unlike uh, high impact mentoring, the second book, high impact mentoring, a practical, that's a key word, practical, a practical guide to creating value in other people's lives. I co-wrote that with uh, my good friend, Dr. Sherry Hartnett, who is a, a marketing consultant and a professor at the University of West Florida. I wrote the across the table piece, how to um, deliver a positive, impactful, successful mentoring experience. She wrote the macro piece, how to scale that up into a small, medium or, or large organization as she's done at the University of West Florida Executive Mentoring Program where she has 120 Pensacola leaders mentoring UWF juniors and seniors and, and alumni. So we wrote that to lift folks out of the fog and it, and it is a practical guide. The, most of the books that I've read on um, mentoring are, are either you know heavy tomes about the history of mentoring or uh, um, cute little books about uh, Johnny and Jill who take great, great advice and live happily ever after. Or they're, they're really good books, um, but they're just not practical enough um, to, to be a guide for, for do this, don't do that. And so high impact mentor, and you can, as you alluded, the, the actual website is highimpactmentoringbook.com, highimpactmentoringbook.com. Everything you want to know about that book and actually find an old gorilla is on, on that website. But we wrote that uh, high impact mentoring to, to bring, there's an ironic situation in America today. On the one hand, you've got this, this multitude of rising high achievers who would benefit greatly from the experience and the wisdom uh, of a Brian Rogan. And on the other hand, you've got this legion of savvy organizational leaders who could, would, and should fit that bill, but they're not getting together. And, and why is that? Uh, one of the reasons is that this group of potential leaders, they don't know that, some of them don't know there's a, a resource like that out there. And if they did, they might be a little shy to, to ask. And again, on the other hand, you've got this, this, this group of potentially great mentors who don't have a conduit back to these potential stars. And if they did, they, they might think, well, maybe I'll screw this up. So that's why we wrote the book. It's about, it's, it's a, basically a step-by-step how-to book, how to identify a, a potentially worthwhile mentee and deliver exactly what that person needs after you've done a deep dive to determine uh, where the real issues are. That is great. And I love that, that another example that you shared. It's real world stuff. It's not just hypothetical or, or institutional, but it's real world practice that, that you've got experience with. So we're going to finish this last or second episode with. I will tell you this. Go ahead. I, will, I was just going to say, uh, knock on wood, uh, high impact mentoring, a practical guide to creating value in other people's lives has been sold out on Amazon twice. 
and for which we are very grateful. It's in stock right now. I know that. So um, thank you, everybody who um, not only who bought the book, but everybody who's using that to help other people be successful. I so appreciate that, Berta. We'll definitely share that in our in our notes for those listeners. I have one final question I wrote down for you. Change is constant. That's something I picked up out of the book. How do you manage change? And, and then I, I really want to think about, I was at a conference last week and we talked about the millennials. And they, they talk about millennials as if they're some zombies or some weirdos or whatever. And I'm like, it's just another generation. In fact, while you were serving in Vietnam, I think your parents and their, those people would have said, all they want to do is smoke dope and make love, you know, so that every generation's got its complexities. Well, how, how can we handle change? Did, and- yeah, my daddy used to say there's nothing new under the sun, Brian, just a different crowd doing it. Um, millennials are no different. I actually own three of them. I have three daughters, all Georgia Tech girls, um, right girls, all very successful business women and mothers. And um, millennials are just, as you say, just another generation. Um, change. That's one of my FAQs. One of the frequently asked questions is, you know, why is change so difficult? Um, You and I both know the only thing constant in life is change. That's the only thing that you can count on. Change is going to come. There's even a song about that. Change is going to come. So the first step in coping with change is understanding what it what it really is. Uh, you, you're be, you're best equipped to cope with things when you fully understand them. There are two kinds of change. There is initiated change. That's the change that you start and you control. You own it. And there actually uh, I don't know how much time we have here, but there are seven steps to initiated change and they're all in, um, they're all in the book. Um, the, the, you know what the first step in ch- initiated change is? I don't remember. That's, 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 change, that's change that you're trying to create that, 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 that you, you want to, you want to do it. It may be a lifestyle change or you may be trying to change anything, but the first step is always denial denial that a change that needs to be made is you know what the largest state in the nation is by the way it's not california it's not alaska it's it's the state of denial because everybody lives in it at one point in time so the first step is denial that a change needs to be made the next step is acceptance that a change needs to be made third step is attempt to make that change and the fourth step is failure. It's always out there. You try it and it doesn't work. So the fifth stage is frustration. We we keep doing the same old thing. We go back doing the same old thing and we're expecting a different result, which is the height of insanity. Uh, And the sixth stage is re-engagement, refocus, uh, regroup, retry. And then the seventh stage is success. And you can always get to seven if you don't get hung up on four. You can always get to success if you don't get hung up on failure. So that's initiated change. The other kind of change is inherited change. That's not, that's not the change that we create, but the 
the change that we inherit. Somebody else starts it, somebody else controls it, somebody else owns it. You may like it or you may not, but the one thing that you have to do is cope with it. And when you're coping with inherited change, you got four, you, only one of four options. You can mope, hope, dope, or cope. You can mope about it. You can hope it'll get better. You can stick your head in the sand and pretend it's not there. We call that ostrich management, by the way. Or you can cope with it. And the first step in coping with it is to ask yourself, am I really affected by this change or am I just annoyed by it? And because the answer to that question will determine how serious it is and how you need to deal with it. Most people think that uh, I, don't, I don't like it, so I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to go away. So, um, but people, you know, people who are sailing on a ship that changes direction and they don't want to go that direction, jumping off the ship may not be the answer because that's, um, that's one of the, the, the most serious stressors there, there, there is. The, the, the serious stressors are losing a loved one or a friend, um, changing uh, your uh, occupation uh, or changing your residence. Those are the ones that you never want to try and do, uh, have two of those occur in any one year. So that, that's what you, you cope best with stress if you understand what it really is and how it really affects you. If you're just annoyed by it, hey, learn to live with it. It'll go away. Like you said, the only thing about change is it's, it's gonna happen. So yeah, this way, if, if you don't like change, stick around, it's gonna change. <laughs> well, we appreciate your time. You were with us for two episodes. That, that's a, a, we only had that a few times in our podcast history, but definitely great content. You know, we first talked about the uh, Waffle House Index and how your team and your previous uh, career leads in that area. And then we actually talked about mentorship and the value of that and how it's so much needed in our society today to, to reach back and help help the younger. And hey, I've been mentored by people that are younger than I am, in fact. So it's, it's always good to find someone that knows more than you do, has more experience and can help you. We just want to appreciate you for, for taking the time to be on the podcast today. Thanks to our listeners for listening. Again, where can we find that book at? I want you to say it so we get it right. Highimpactmentoringbook.com, just, just like it sounds, highimpactmentoringbook.com. It's available on Amazon, uh, as is Find an Old Gorilla. And Brian, let me just tell you one more time, I, I, I have done many, many podcasts, and uh, um, you've got a great one, and I have never enjoyed more the time I've spent with somebody. You're a great interviewer and it's just been a real absolute pleasure to be with you today. Well, thank you, Bert. I appreciate that. And in fact, uh, I just covered you on LinkedIn. So I'd encourage listeners to reach out. Bert's very accessible on LinkedIn, responded almost immediately to be a guest. I've told people before, hey, sometimes I just ask and some amazing people show up on the podcast and I consider Bert one of those. He and I are going to have hours of conversation later, just be off the podcast. So Got a new friend here. So thank you, Bert, for that. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Do me a favor. Go over to wherever you're listening to this podcast. Give us an honest rating and review. Share this podcast with others. I know they can get some great advice and some great content from Bert and what he shared with us today. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself 
and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.